Hey guys, welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I'm a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. Today I wanted to talk about just the craft of writing. And I don't know how specific I'm going to get here just yet, but I did sort of want to get specific, but I think that's going to be too too difficult for this kind of podcast and this sort of um, format. So I don't know that I'm going to do that. But let me tell you, I have read some pretty bad writing. And... Every fiber of my being just wants to reach reach out to that person and just correct them, just help them. And so this is my attempt at doing so. I'm going to kind of quickly get through this part of my driveway because the mosquitoes are out and I don't have my face net. So excuse me while I run for my life. (laughs) Oh gosh. I thought that the mosquitoes weren't going to be as bad as last year, but I think there was just like a really long delay. So last year, probably early, uh, early May, maybe. Yeah, I think early May and now it's almost July and the mosquitoes just over the past week, week and a half have been pretty bad. But hopefully they die down quickly. So, let's see. I don't even know how to begin this. Maybe I'll just begin by sharing some interesting findings that I've had um, recently. So, and this is, this is writing related and not writing related at the same time. Here's why. So, um, I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcasts, you are aware that I am deeply, deeply ingrained or involved in the Black Lives Matter movement in America. Um, I've always been a proponent for this, but even more so lately, and I've gone out of my way to educate myself even more so these past few weeks, um, as well as diving my own business into this movement and showing solidarity. And part of the solidarity that I've shown has been over Instagram and on all of my platforms with my business, with my personal life as well as Facebook. And Facebook just, Facebook gets me mad. (laughs) I get so mad at people. But to have like real conversations and to like actually get somewhere with somebody, you cannot get your most, uh, you cannot let your emotions get in the way, which is so hard to do. (laughs) So I'll have conversations with people all the while I'm posting these these uh, posts on my Facebook that, I mean, I think you can kind of tell that I'm mad. 
in a very low-key way on my Facebook. I'm just mad. People don't get it. People don't get it. And it's crazy to me that people just can't wrap their mind around that. And it's a wordplay. Like, these people that are quoting all lives matter, you know, trying to undermine Black Lives Matter... It's a freaking word game, and I'm tired of it. So, one of the things that got my Facebook community going, all riled up, was when I initially posted during um, the day after, I think, the Blackout Tuesday. And I said, stop posting content of yourselves this like people are dying in the streets people got mad at that because they're like oh but I want to post about my 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 so-and-so's birthday or you know just like I get it and I get people wanting to like be positive but you also cannot be positive to the detriment of the movement and recharge like mask your positivity in just being uncomfortable and avoiding the whole situation altogether. Like, that's not acceptable. So I posted about that, and it got people riled up. And um, it made me think. And I've, I, over the next several days and weeks, I have been ingrained in this movement. And... I also didn't want to be a hypocrite and post personal matters, which I don't normally do anyways. And I wasn't, there was only a few times where I felt compelled to, to post some random Instagram story on my Instagram. And that was about it. And that's fine. I can avoid that. And there was like a couple of those moments where I was like, oh, I don't need to post that anyways. That's fine. And then I came across an article, and this article said, in a nutshell, that it's going to be impossible, obviously, to just continue posting about Black Lives Matter, right? But what you can do as an ally and as somebody who is being actively anti-racist, you can post about your trip to Italy or your trip somewhere and just recognize in that post that your life is being affected by white privilege or how somebody else, uh, how a black American, how somebody else of color might be disproportionately, I don't know, unable to do that sort of trip or anything of that sort. So... Fast forward a few more days and I'm wanting to post about my writing because I I had my session, I think. I had my session that I know for sure is way confusing and I apologize because I had cut it down so much because I was cutting up uh, like important details and just rants of like too many details. And so I know it was confusing, but I just I hoped that everyone could get something out of it in that They can kind of see how Randy worked as an editor, um, kind of be open to different sorts of processes. Um, But anyways, um, I posted 
I want, okay, so I wanted to post about my writing and how well it was going after that session because I was able to like get things going again, which felt really, really great. And I wanted to share that because I had started sharing more and more about my journey on Instagram. So instead of sharing, you know, some random, I don't know, one of the times that I shared was like just this little, this little, um, just this random image that I made and I posted about my journey and a little caption. So I figured, um, I wonder if I can do a search for black authors who write fantasy books and, or, uh, no, it was sci-fi specifically because that's kind of the genre that I'm in. And I found a really great list. And when I posted about it, I shared, I shared the list. I shared a bit about my journey and how it's going in the caption. But then I shared, you know, three of the, the books that I wanted to check out myself. And I'm really excited about kind of opening my perspective to people who, you know, aren't normally heard unless you are within their own community. So this is where it begins, like in bridging this gap between white people and black people is trying to find an understanding. And I can only imagine how much more difficult it is for a black writer to get their work published, especially if it's from you know, a black perspective where, you know, these white editors or these white publishers are looking at it and saying, like, this isn't relatable. Nobody's going to buy this, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that little, you know, detour that I recently had um, in this writing journey. Uh, I definitely am going to purchase some of those books that I was taking a look at, and I'm really excited for the unique perspectives Um, Not even just unique, but just perspectives of a person who is underrepresented in the media and who deserves to be seen and heard. And I'm just, uh, I mean, they're still in my interest um, in the sci-fi realm. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And I think when I I started this little rant... Um, I had planned on talking about this, but I don't remember if it tied in directly to what I was going to talk about next in terms of leveling your craft and, you know, just writing, writing better. Um, I don't think that there was a direct link or anything, so I'll just end that where it is. Um, I think it would be great to just expand my own horizons, um, and encourage other people to expand, you know, their horizons and look into their, their selves and consider different perspectives and consider, um, you know, just like this huge gap, um, in equality not even just black and white, but just everywhere there's, there's gaps in equality and equality everywhere. Um, So I thought that it would not make sense for me to be posting an Instagram about these things and then having a podcast that barely even talks about Black Lives Matter 
if I'm really truly going to be a proponent and truly anti-racist in every platform that I can. So without further ado, I did want to get into more of a detailed uh, rant about bad writing and trying to share, you know, my my thoughts on how to make that better and how to help people improve. Um, Honestly, I don't know if it's just a talent. I don't know. I don't know how one becomes a better writer. I don't know how people would normally be able to teach each other. I'm not a teacher in any way, shape or form. Um, But here's my little attempt at it because I think that the one thing that I have at least learned is that I have adapted over time with my writing and I know I know certain things that have helped me become a better writer. So when I start my writing process, what I do is imagine that I'm in this scenario, which I would imagine that that's a normal thing to do. And some of the things that I go through is obviously the five senses and, you know, um, usually like the starting sentence or whatever it is usually comes to me. But if not, I will either look into sentences that inspire me, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, or just kind of start with an action or just start with the atmosphere or even like a transition of some sort, like three hours later, this happened, you know, just something really simple. And I run through this list in my head as I'm writing pretty often. I think it is pretty natural at this point, so I don't do it consciously anymore, but I'm always seating myself within the character that I'm writing the perspective from. The other thing I do, and this is something that I learned in the past few years, um, was the Hemingway app actually kind of got me into this gear of writing. So if you put your writing into the Hemingway app, which is free, it will kind of show you what's wrong with it. And most of the time, I think what's wrong with um, a regular piece of writing would be the sentence is too long. Or even um, maybe too many adverbs or certain sort of words that are used too often. Or this uh, sentence is too complex. Um, sometimes I do have complex sentences that are... Maybe if I'm writing um, in my industry, for example, not my book, I will keep it complex just because um, people within that industry would understand it. But for writing, for the most part, the Hemingway app is really good in keeping your writing very succinct and to the point and flowing. And I think, I mean, I was going to make a comment about how flow is very important, which it is. But really, everything coming together all at once is what makes 
a, a scene, a beat, uh, if you follow StoryGrid, make, makes it work. So some of the things that I've been seeing too often are also um, adverbs as well, um, which I only recently learned how adverbs tell and they don't show. And lately, this is something new that I've learned, is whenever I'm thinking of an adverb, or if I'm doing like slowly or quickly, I will completely nix that word and just sh- um, show the the pace with my the pace of my writing, um, or even just think of creative, interesting ways to describe how somebody would do something slowly, as opposed to saying slowly. So there's that. Um, something as well is words with ing. I usually avoid, which, hang on, I have mail and my mailbox is stuffed. Wow. It's very stuffed. I don't know what this is, but it feels like a gun. (laughs) Holy moly. Sorry about that, guys. I am now going to be walking with an arm full of packages that were... I don't know how all this fit in my mailbox. Um, oh, oh, okay. So, I was talking about words that end in ing. And I don't know where I learned this, but I'm sure it's a rule somewhere that you should avoid words that end with ing just as much as you should avoid words that end with L-Y. Um... That doesn't mean that you can't have them. Obviously, that would be weird. But I think some people have them in their writing too much. And I definitely had too many adverbs. So it was like really eye-opening to learn that adverbs were telling and not showing. And that this is just something that I learned um, in the episode with Shirley Jump. And yeah, that was like a really great takeaway too for me. Um, It completely transformed my writing. And every once in a while, I will have moments like that, where my writing just ends up for the better after learning something really important. Um, Another similar moment was last year, I think. It doesn't matter when, but I was looking up excerpts from Harry Potter, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, but I was looking these excerpts up and looking at the writing and just how it flowed and how the style was written. And I began to incorporate that style. And I, I wish I could be more specific, but I think this was last year, so I don't really remember. Um, shorter sentences are usually better, especially if you want to make something go quicker and feel quicker. Um, so yeah, uh, I think a really good exercise too was many, many, many years ago when I was still doing, um, when I was still going to school was, I wrote this scene and I don't know where it went. I don't know where it is. I think it's somewhere like hidden on my Facebook page somehow, but I wrote this really fun scene of my entire day. Um, condensed into 
writing and I would, I had this little notebook and I don't know why I did this, but I really, I just love to write. Um, so I wrote about my day, the entire, the entire day in extreme excruciating detail. And there was no point to the, the scene or the writing. It was just like, I guess the whole point was to write a scene that put you in the, the, um, the shoes of the, the person that the perspective is from and the person being me, it was obviously really easy to do that because I was experiencing everything. And it started out with a morning, um, I was going to the bus, I think. Um, so I drove my car to the, the bus, uh, parking lot and it started out with fog on the interior of my window of my 79 Nova. Um, another thing, specificity is really good when you want to, sh- when you want to show. Um, fog on the inside of my window. And this is funny because I haven't read this in a long time, but I remember the moment so well because I, I was so specific and I wrote about it. Um, the other thing was the sun was the morning sun was shining just through my, um, rear view mirror. And it was like, just kind of stabbing me in the eye. So, um, there was that. And then, you know, so my, I think it was my breath that was fogging the interior of the, the car actually. And I think I said that and I get out and, you know, the rest is kind of foggy just because I spent more time on that, that little bit, um, but throughout the day, I also kept seeing oranges very randomly, like um, oranges in somebody's backpack. And then I saw, I literally, I kid you not, that these were completely unrelated at different times of my day. There was like an orange sitting on the rear bumper of a truck. And I was just, wow, that's so strange. And I think I saw an orange, no, I, I think it was orange peels at some point, like just in the street somewhere, but I saw again and that, that orange theme kind of like wrapped my whole entire scene up into this nice little package of like, huh, that's interesting. And I think I tried to like, you know, draw it together and make a point out of it. It was so strange, but yeah, so I wrote that scene and it's just like, you have to really think about putting yourself in the shoes before you can even begin to write like and think of what makes sense what is logical always be asking yourself those questions because if you're writing and it doesn't feel like 100% authentic your readers are going to see right through that and the only reason why I'm talking about this right now so so enthusiastically is because I've read some cruddy writing and it just makes me want to sit there and scream at somebody to like you know, um, like the, if the concepts are good behind it, but the writing is bad, like just, I can see the potential there, but I just, I really can't see past the bad writing. So yeah, um, specificity, even just right, right now, the rocks on my driveway are kind of loose and that's a detail in your writing that could um, pull a reader in just like tiny little, little details that don't have to like, 
they don't have to be directly related to the scene that you're writing, but they can they can pull your reader through with the five senses and they can I don't know, propel the reader into the next scenes and keep them, you know, living and breathing your world. Um, what is the what is the protagonist going through? What do they feel? Not just, oh, I'm vomiting. Um, just describe that sensation. Describe what leads up to it. Describe, you know, every sense that you can possibly find. And then, like, what's going on around you? What is making this happen? You know, your, your writing process, if you're, if you're doing it right, or if you're even doing, you know, the second edit or whatever it is not going to flow for you. Like the process is not going to flow to make your writing flow. At least I don't think. I don't think that's how it works. I think if you are really seating yourself in the perspective, you are sitting there and you're thinking. And I've said this before, a lot of my process to actually get going is me sitting around and thinking. And that's usually in regards to scenes. But even so, with the actual process of writing it me writing one sentence can take a little bit of time it can take me a minute to write just a sentence and then when i'm when i'm writing that sentence and this is where it gets a little more vague because i just have a sense for the placement of things and so say i'm working on a paragraph and i and i sort of write that paragraph or i write two sentences and i see that something needs to be in between those two sentences, then do that. And then just keep going and, and write actively. Don't, don't use boring words. Um, and if you use a cool word, don't use it again for a while. Like you should be able to do control find on your writing on a word. And it definitely shouldn't be within that same page or even the same few pages it definitely shouldn't be in there unless it's something that you are you know using quite a lot that you need but if you're using a specific metaphor or a specific you know if you have a sentence that was inspired by a literary sentence for example don't use that sentence ever ever again in the entire book you have to get creative you have to keep thinking and some of the writing that I'm reading is like repeating the same things over and over and using boring words and 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 not not really showing at all it's a lot of telling it's a lot of uh ings it's just a lot of passiveness and that that doesn't matter how good the concept is it's just not going to translate it's it's so bad that it's just it's not going to do it for you and here's another thought. If you put a book out like that and you're like, okay, I did that book, but I'm going to get better. What if, you know, your readers read that book and they're like, oh, wow, this is, this is crap. I'm not going to read this author ever again. Like that's, no, why would I? Uh, you've lost my confidence. So I'm almost uh, about ready to end this because the mosquitoes are out in force again. But um, 
in regards to reusing the same words. That's something that I go through in my head as well. Um, as I'm writing my sentences, I make sure, have I used this word before? There is one exception that I've learned recently. Um, Randy Searles actually had read one of my scenes and he was kind of picking apart that I was saying mind and then in later I was saying brain, meaning the same thing, but he thought maybe are they different things? And so when you get when you get into like technology and like science fiction words, like you should probably use the same one. Which I realize. And it is okay to have like similar sentences. Obviously, like you can't write an entire novel without things sounding the same ever, but try to be creative as you move forward and try to ground the reader with your pacing, with your words, with your with your five senses. You want to feel what your your uh, protagonist is going through. You want to feel those moments. And just just writing, just 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 writing through the motions and and not having any literary finesse at all is definitely not going to do it. You have to have, it doesn't matter if you're writing a literary novel or if you're writing fantasy, it doesn't matter. You have to have some literary finesse and it's not going to translate if you don't. So yeah, um, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something. I hope you maybe learned something about yourself or um, something I said today has made you think on a certain on a certain topic or um, put you down a certain path that was helpful. Um, I would hope that you please subscribe to my newsletter. I'm not going to be emailing you until my book is ready. And finalized, which probably won't be until next year, so you probably won't hear from me. (laughs) Who knows when it'll be done? I don't know. Um, Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the last podcast episode as well, because I know it was probably excruciating. Um, Hope you learned something. Hope you're enjoying. I'll talk to you next time.